that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light on those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death. Light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Many years ago, I was sitting with my family right over here on this side and about the fifth pew. I think a few of my family may be sitting there now, as that was our pew for many years. The opening song began and Father Paul Hachin and the servers started coming down the aisle. And as he was passing by me, he tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, by the way, you're our lecturer today. Well, as you might imagine, I felt a momentary panic because while I had lectured many times before, I usually prepared and reviewed the readings and had a little better idea of what was coming. But that day, I was literally in the dark. I had not seen the readings at all, had no idea what they might be. And I immediately said a little prayer that there weren't any of those strange big words that uh, so often are found in Scripture. But I answered the call that day, went to the Ambo at the appropriate time, and thankfully the book was open to the right page, so all went well. And at home, later that same day, I picked up the Criterion, and in the Criterion there was an article about deacons and how the Archdiocese was planning sometime in the future to have deacons back in our diocese and in our parishes. And it kind of piqued my interest the time kind of stayed with me. A few weeks later, as my wife and I were about to say goodnight, I shared with her how I was considering possibly applying to become a deacon in the church. And well, to say she was shocked was an understatement. In fact, she almost fell out of bed. But eventually, I came to understand that Father Paul tapping me on the shoulder that day and the article in the deaconate 
tapping me on the other shoulder, maybe. We're somehow linked. And from that very day, I began to discern more seriously whether I was called to become a deacon. Many years later, I was ordained. And believe me, many of my friends and family still think that was a miracle. And my friends, miracles await us all. But we need to be attentive, open, and ready to recognize that God may have tapped us on the shoulder. You know, it's often been said that life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. So many of us spend our time planning and plotting for the future that we envision. We're gathering stuff, saving money, always worrying we have enough for a future, a future that never seems to arrive. And like the men Jesus calls in our gospel today, we spend so much of our time dreaming instead of doing. We are so busy mending our own nets, and then suddenly everything can change. Today's gospel is fundamentally about answering the call of Christ, whenever and however it may come. But if we look closely, there's more going on, for it's also about letting go of one thing in order to seize another. It challenges us to consider more deeply what we do with the time we have here on earth. It's also important to note that St. Matthew tells us what those fishermen were doing when Jesus called them. For they had their jobs, obligations, distractions, and responsibilities. Just like us, they had lots of different things on their plate that needed to be done. But then in an unexpected moment, they felt that tap on their shoulder. Out of the blue, someone called them to do something they never expected. On a very normal day, busy with the demands and chores of everyday life, worrying about how many fish they needed or how many they might catch that day, God called them. They came out of the darkness and saw the light. Suddenly, nothing was the same. It happened then. It's happening now. It happened to me. We tend to be so focused on our jobs, our hobbies, getting the bills paid, the meals cooked, but then we rip off another page for the calendar and start doing those same things over and over again. But sometimes we need to slow down and ask, is there something else, something more we're supposed to be doing? Is someone calling us to something more. You may not be called to something as drastic as becoming a priest, a deacon, or a religious brother or sister, but then again, for some of you, that very well may be your call. But for some of us, it might be a lot simpler. You may be called to serve here in our altar as a Eucharistic minister, serve in one of our soup kitchens, be called to go visit our sick, take communion to the dying, to sing in our choirs, to help out with the Homeless Coalition. So many, many opportunities can await. And some of those callings are a lot more simple. You may be called simply to spend more time in prayer, praying for our world. None of us should be so concerned, though, about the ordinary, that we miss the extraordinary. We can't see the light if we're preoccupied, always looking the other way. Are we so focused on our own nets that we don't notice when Jesus calls us? Our gospel serves as a stark reminder that God can enter our lives when we least expect it. And what happens next 
may very well lead us to a place we never, ever dreamed of. You know, I sincerely doubt that the fishermen in our gospel today knew the future God had planned for them. Little did they know that in a few short years, they would be the ones carrying the light of Christ to the nations, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. But brothers and sisters, miracles happen every day. But we need to be attentive and open, ready to allow God to interrupt our lives and alter our direction. The gospel challenges today to see the light and be prepared to answer God's call, to put aside our nets and follow where the Lord leads us. Now it isn't easy. In fact, it can be terrifying. Discipleship comes at a cost, as every apostle has certainly discovered. A few days ago during a homily, I stood right here talking to our school children at Mass and I asked them what they were doing 24 days ago. No one answered for a few seconds. They all were gathered in thought, trying to remember 24 days ago. When one student finally shouted out, it was Christmas, how quickly we forget. How quickly we forget those important moments when we get back to the daily grind of life. But my friends, we should never forget Christmas. For even now, four weeks later, Emmanuel remains. God is with us. We do not walk alone. The Father is there looking after each and every one of us. Way back in 1980, John Lennon wrote a song to his son he called The Beautiful Boy. The song contained these words of a loving father to his child. He sang, Before you cross the street, take my hand. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making plans. These are words of reinsurance, certainly for a frightened child, or to men tending their nets, but they're also comforting words to us, the men and women who are sometimes rather hesitant followers of Jesus. Take the hand of your heavenly Father. Jesus is saying to us today the same words he spoke over 2,000 years ago. Come after me, drop your nets, let go, take the risk, do not be afraid, it will be worth it. My friends, today, Jesus is tapping each one of us on the shoulder, calling out to us. I pray all of us will walk into the light and follow him for you never know what miracles may be awaiting you.